Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet $10 on an MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? (laughs) Of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. I make promise, I keep promise, folks, as you got it, right here, right now. Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio goes live. I think I just said the words. Right now. What? Right Man. now? Now? Is, is, are we here now? Are we live? Is it right now now? Now now. Like Spaceball. Is it like now or like then? Now. Now. Are we live? Well, it was supposed to be 20 seconds, but we'll take right now. It was a then? Right, so, listen, all I know is the WWE started this decade with Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. And how and dare they end it? With? Lana Lip. and Lashley. Lip. And Liv Morgan. Damn it. Bunch of garbage. Michaels and Brett. And then they ended it with the other one. I think we, I think we broke the internet. You with us, buddy? Yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not doing nothing with y'all anymore. <laughs> I thought you were doing the show open. You know what? I, I was... Damn disappointed that Wick's not still on the air because it was great to hear him on Beyond Ringside. Holy crap. Got him home. Man, that's so good. Right, welcome back to the Wicked Nemesis to Beyond Ringside's radio network. We're live right here on Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio, C2CRadioShow.com, BeyondRingside.com, TuneIn app, uh, Spreaker.com, and all the points in between because I really can't remember them all. And as you can tell, we did listen to... A little bit of the show previous, and we were just poking fun. Yeah, yeah. We were trying to distract Eddie while he was on the air, and it didn't work. Next time, <laughs> send him a wiener pick. I'm not doing that. <laughs> send him a picture of Nido's uh, tummy. 
Is it honey? <laughs> what, the, what the hell is Mabo even talking about? Licking abs. I feel like we, I have no idea. I feel like we transferred from a Mitch video suddenly. It's what's, what the hell's going on? All right. Okay, that was last week. <laughs> so as you can tell, the triple threat is into his house. It's myself, Stan Grubb, Rob Hefner. Hi. Brian Taylor. Hola, como esta? And of course, joined by the one, the only, Fast Eddie Lane. Giggity. Giggity goo. We have a lot to talk about. Let's start off with Wrestle Kingdom 14. Some Hell cool, yeah. cool occurrences happening there. And, you know, I wanted to start the show off the right way and pay homage to one of the finest professional wrestlers to ever lace him up and a person who closed out his career early this morning or just last night, depending on when you watched it. Um, <laughs> what's that? Oh, yeah, this morning, yeah. And that I is awake. Jushin Thunder Liger. Um, man, he had tremendous matches with just about anybody you can imagine. Um, you know, Brian Pillman. Jeez. Uh, and I, I feel like an idiot because I'm only thinking of the more recent stuff and U.S. side stuff. But you know, he, he worked in the, the U.S. He did a tremendous amount of work there. Of course, his work in Japan is is unparalleled. Um, I was a little disappointed to see that he didn't go out on top as far as, uh, you know, winning at least his last two matches, but I understand the, the honors are done in, in a fashion that is respectful, and I think it's really cool that he was able to close it out at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, a true staple for years... He may very well have been the first Japanese wrestler that I can say I actually was introduced to, like from Japan. Yeah. Not just a Japanese wrestler that's over here. Mm-hmm. You know, that was literally, you know, they tiled it up that he was from Japan, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So good for him for being able to retire. Being able to go out on your own terms is a big deal. I mean, you want to be able to retire healthy and know that you did everything in your power to do. Um, I can't think of a better way to go out except to maybe win the title and retire at the same time. Well, you got to look at the longevity, too, the length of his career. I mean, to be in a business like this, not only to be in the business, but to be in that kind of wrestling style for as long as he was to stay as long as he was mm-hmm. is a testament in itself. Yeah. I mean, just the history of everything he did, <laughs> all of the different competitors that he mixed up with, and then to see representation of him in multiple forms in video games, because I mean, this is a guy who fire pro wrestling, depending on what you, what you read and how much you, you follow, uh, was based off of his career. Like, he was the inspiration for them programming and putting it together. And that's, to this day, one of my favorite wrestling games of all time. Look, all I know is if Arby's is going to make a uh, picture of your costume, your mask, and then uh, give you a thanks, a shout-out, then uh, you mean something for an actual corporation to get that involved. So good for him. 
Uh, Arby's gets it. I mean, that that's one of the Arby's and Wendy's. They both. Oh, I love Wendy's. They do a tremendous job in social media. They they just, they just get it. You know, mm-hmm. they get what pop culture is all about. They know how to put their finger on the pulse of it, and they have done nothing but just kind of pay respect to it, which I thought was really cool. Um, so let's talk about some of the big happenings. Of course, there's you know a ton of different matches at Wrestle Kingdom 14. Uh, if you were listening to Beyond Ringside earlier. Eddie said it really well. If you haven't subscribed to New Japan World, now's a great time to do so because you got New Year's Dash coming up. And, by the way, Mabo, stop with the, the jokes. I, I make bad jokes, but the Mrs. Dash joke it was awful. Awful. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, Wrestle Kingdom 14 was actually a really good event. Uh, some new champions came out of the works, uh, out of the matches. So Dave Finley... And Juice Robinson defeated the Gorillas of Destiny to become the new IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. Mm-hmm. What is the current status of the Gorillas of Destiny as far as their contracts? Are they available to go, to come stateside? Oh, I don't know. I don't know their contract status. I haven't heard anything. Because I think right now, me. Tama is a good guy on Facebook. So <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> For now. For now. Yeah, well, that was last year, so hopefully he can go back to being... That was, that was last decade. Yeah, hopefully he <laughs> right, can go right, back right. to being... A whole decade ago, jeez. <laughs> I would like to see the Gorillas of Destiny in AEW. They could never be the true Gorillas of Destiny in WWE. No. I, I just don't think mm-hmm. they would be able to do it. But them they against the Young Bucks, them against the uh, Lucha Brothers, them against SCU... Jurassic Express. I mean, there's so many options there. And just to get a little bit crazier with the mix, we go to, and I, I don't want to intermingle them, but so much, but Jericho had a great matchup. Hold on, hold on. That's, that's... You, want, you want to stretch that out? Who are you talking about? On night two? Again, his match against Tanahashi. Yeah, yeah. 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 Let's, let's... Off. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we'll just kind of stick with... Uh, well, I'm one. not really going night one and night two. I just had some of the high points. but oh, Well, yeah, but there's a few more for night one. I um, mean, Moxley being... Hey, that was a great, great matchup. Um, Mox and Lance Archer, who... Lance Archer is already well, well established as a tag team wrestler with the Killer Elite Squad, him and David Boy Smith. But now on his singles run, he's been monstrous. And Moxley, who never actually lost the U.S. Championship... Got an opportunity to win it back, wins it. Um, so now the first is he the first ever two time U.S. champ for IWGP? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think because that belt hasn't been around, but what a year and a half first, right? Right, yeah, Omega, Jay White, um, I, and I'm probably getting the order wrong, but well, who uh, Jay White didn't beat Omega, um, Juice Robinson, or was Mox the IC title? Nope, Mox no. was just U.S. US. Mm-hmm. for now. I have a feeling they're going to cash in on Mox every step of the way. I think he'll be oh, there. Mm-hmm. He'll be the next. What, what did they call him? Gajin or Gajin or whatever it's called. Bless you. Right. <laughs> he'll be the next American to to win the IWGP Heavyweight Title. So and I mean, let's not forget because I've saw part of this, and once again, Will Osprey does not disappoint. That guy he is insane, is crazy. Yeah. Uh, he got beat by Takahashi. Did you see the so the sequence with him? He goes he he goes far side to the rope, dashes out like he's going to do a suicide yeah. dive. He gets kicked off, brushed off, gets back in the ring, dumps out again, German suplex, 
backflips out yeah. of the German suplex, rushes the ring, and hits the suicide dive. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Crazy. Um, and I, I full speed, seen, too. Yeah, yeah. And that, see, that's a huge difference between Will Ospreay and Ricochet and the two guys that did it just recently on the Indies. That It was a great sequence, but you could tell where they were watching each other and waiting for different points, whereas Osprey and Ricochet knew where each other was going to be, and there was mm. no pause. There was no hesitation, and that's mm. just... that It was amazing to watch, and I don't know... Osprey st- says that he'll never put himself in a position to feel like handcuffed. You know, he doesn't want to be... He doesn't. He's one of those guys that would never put himself and say, I have to be at WrestleMania, right. or I have to be at... I don't know that anybody says it for AWG. And to his point, if you look at Ricochet, Mm -hmm. Ricochet has yet to pull off anything like that. And we know he can. He can, but can anybody in WWE match him? But again, though, so let's look at what Osprey and Takahashi Mm -hmm. did. In Mm -hmm. that sequence alone. Yeah, yeah. So Osprey goes far side, Mm -hmm. goes for the dive. Gets brushed off. Gets what? No, no, no. He, he hit the suplex, and then, and then, right. yeah, yeah. Then he gets, I think there's a little switch, a go-behind. Mm-hmm. Then there's the over-the-head toss. Right. Goes back Osprey. in the ring, brushed off, and then hits it again. Yep. Right. Yep. So all the other guy has to do is catch him. And stand. A simple much. switch. Throw him up over, you know, go for, uh, you know, the, the suplex over the back, whatever. Mm-hmm. Osprey runs back in. Comes back out for another suicide dive, and pretty much he stays in the same spot. Right, any of them could do it. Any of them could think of that, but well, any of them could, but they have to know the timing of it because if they screw up on that suplex or they screw up on that brush off, it's all for nothing. Especially on the brush off because where he hits him and bounces him back in the ring, if you don't catch it right, he could lose his footing. He could hit the apron. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that could go. But you know, again, though, you can't tell me Balor couldn't pull it off. Oh, yeah, Ballard pulled it off. Uh-huh. Alexander couldn't pull it off. There are, there are any number of them that could pull they it off. They take the reins off of them. They could. It's just they haven't been allowed to show that. They showed it on 205 Live. Balor showed it in NXT. NXT. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but now that they've been on the main roster. Uh, Strong, Fish, uh, O'Reilly, any of them could pull it off. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Riddle. I'm sure Riddle I think could Matt pull Riddle it off. Could definitely. I mean, they had a great match on NXT, Riddle and uh, Ricochet. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm just saying that one day Ricochet and Osprey are going to wake up, and their ankles are going to be like, "F you." Yeah, they, <laughs> you know, their ankles are going to be like, "We're done." They're going to be the Marty yeah. Jannettys of the world, where they're like, "I hate you. You won't pay for my surgery." <laughs> no, they're going to get, and it's going to happen. The most freak thing. Yeah, like they fly all over the place. They bounce off like Ricochet bullets, like ding, 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 you know, and then it's like. They're just going to get up to get the milk. Like, Pyaw! there he goes. His career is done. <laughs> he rolled a <laughs> Career done by the jug of milk. But yeah, again, that match didn't disappoint. Uh, the semi-main event was Naito capturing the Intercontinental Championship from Jay White. And we'll touch more on that shortly. Mm-hmm. And then Okada beating Kota Ibushi. Abushi has a scary moment in this matchup where he goes for a Hurkarana and doesn't quite hit it and lands square on the crown of his head. It's just... This is like the fourth or fifth time he's done something like this. I mean, 
either he's got a bionic neck or he's got a death wish because to me he's got to quit doing this it's gonna it's gonna cost him more than his career they have insurance with the same company Rick Rude did. You know, like, <laughs> Lloyd's of London is watching. <laughs> no! <laughs> We're not paying out! Um, but, uh, so you, you talked about uh, Naito and Jay White. You know, I, maybe I'm just not... I haven't seen enough of his work, but I'm just not sold on Jay White. I mean, he's not bad, but I, I'm just not a big fan. So, when I had New Japan World... Mm-hmm. I wasn't sold on him first either. But the more I watched him and the more you start to see him develop and mm-hmm. grow and his character start to get more refined and he you know he he started he just started to me he started to turn into a superstar. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's the problem. With New Japan World you could probably catch, you know, God knows how many matches of him. Yeah. And you understand what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But I may have even said it on the show uh, that I think Jay oh, White said, has a lot potential about White, yeah. Yeah. to be one of the biggest international superstars mm-hmm. out there. You think he could be as big as Omega? Yes. Wow. What? Pretty big vote of confidence. Well, I mean, again, you're no talking Omega. You're, you're talking Omega about Omega. you're talking about a guy that is. I mean, he's only been. In this spotlight in New Japan for maybe a year. F that. And he's held every major title they have. Right. Uh, for a singles. Uh, outside of junior heavyweight. But he may have time. Actually, I was going to say, he may have actually held that. I mean, he's in select company holding their heavyweight title. Right. He's held the Intercontinental title. And again, a year and a half ago, you would never even have pictured Jay White in this talk. At Dunkin', we're getting ready for sunnier days with our Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee. A bright and balanced iced coffee with notes of cocoa, tangy sweetness, and toasted nuts. Made to brighten every day a little more. Soak in the sunshine a little more. And fill every moment with a little more, more. Because we aren't just chasing sunsets anymore. We're counting sunrises too. Do more with Dunkin' Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee. Brewed for brighter days. Enjoy a medium for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. And now look at him. He, I'm telling you, he's, he will become a major player in the international wrestling scene in a short time. That, that sounded like it hurt. <clears throat> so, and it case down. He, he started in 2013. Um, he's been only with New Japan for a short time. He got started in New Japan in 2015. Uh, let's pull his championship runs here. Uh, here we go. Championships accomplishments. Uh, United States, heavyweight, intercontinental. So, yeah, outside of the junior heavyweight, all of the major singles titles. And when did he win Japan. his first one? Um, the first one was Maybe one... 2017? I think it was 2018. And junior heavyweight's based on weight, right? So maybe go on a diet. Take <laughs> he could be like Disco and get in the, uh, the sweatsuit. <laughs> uh, let's see here. He was uh, 2016. He started getting more victories, beating Kenny Omega in a non-title match for the Intercontinental Championship in... It was a non-title match in 2016. So he wins his first one in 17. Okay. 
Um, he even goes through Ring of Honor, has a great showing there at Best of the World, um, teaming with uh, Search and Destroy against uh, the Rebellion. Then he starts becoming, he starts going into the uh, Switchblade character, and that's where he defeats uh, Tanahashi for the Intercontinental Title. So I mean, and what year was that? That's two thousand and seventeen. Okay, National so Kingdom twelve. That's two years ago. In two years, God, he has risen to capture the IWGP mm-hmm. Heavyweight Title. Yep, that's not a feat that you can just pull off. So yeah, I mean it's it's impressive to see all of the work he's done in such a short amount of time. I mean, the two years it really mm-hmm. isn't a long time at all, especially in wrestling. Um, so to be able to accomplish that, especially in Japan, uh, that speaks a lot. It speaks a lot for his for his talent, but also his ability to adapt. I mean, it just says something. One, to hold those belts, like you said, but also for Japanese wrestling to be around in two years. True. As fast as the machine works there, you know. And as, as brutal as that style. <coughs> because you and if see, they're not behind you, you're gone. Yep, that's very true. So he defeated Omega to win the United States Championship. Um, you know, I mean, this is a guy that has... I don't know that there's anything that this guy can do. I mean, like I said, I'm not necessarily sold on him, but I, I certainly would never go so far as to say he's not that good. All right, All right so let's hit night two. All right. Nice. Let's just touch on some of the highlights. And here's something very intriguing. Because Zack Sabre Jr. put his British Heavyweight Championship up against Sonata. So now we have New Japan bringing in the British Heavyweight title Mm -hmm. for a match. So with New Japan and Zack Sabre Jr., I mean, he's been there... Multiple times. He's done tons of work there. Is this one of those guys where if he never truly does... Because, I mean, he did the the Cruiserweight Classic, but that was really all he's done stateside. Am I correct? Most of his work's been international. Mm, he might have done some ROH, some of the smaller stuff. I think, I, smaller saw, I, think stuff. I saw him at Ring of Honor. Yeah, he might have... I know he's done some of the smaller uh, companies. He strikes me as one of those guys that... that he could live. He could wrestle his whole career and be totally satisfied with his body of work. I mean, he was like Omega. He's like Omega. Omega is going to be another one of those people that makes household names but never gets into the machine. Yeah, you know. And that's good for him. Moxley goes on to beat Juice Robinson and retain the IWGP U.S. title. That's from last year. That huh? That's last year. Uh, no, this is from night two is what this says. Did he fight? Damn. All right, now you got me. Watch him out. I know, right? How so, if he doesn't defend that title, uh, what's, the, what's the third show called? New Year's Dash. If he doesn't defend on New Year's Dash, he will go into Wednesday as the IWGP US champ. Maybe not bring the title with him. But he will go into Wednesday. Oh man, I didn't even think of that. You know, all this, all this concentration on Jericho, you know, bringing the AEW title to New Japan. But what's to say that he doesn't take the U.S. title on Dynamite? 
I mean, because, right, because just a few matches later, Jericho fools us all by showing up to the ring with a shirt on, Mm -hmm. climbing into the ring. It doesn't appear that he's got the AEW world title. And then when he takes his shirt off, there it is in all its glory. Yep. As he beats Tanahashi to keep Tanahashi from getting that title shot. However, I do believe we may be seeing the beginning of a beautiful friendship. So, Jericho has this interview right after the match is over with Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. And he says that, you know, the forbidden door is closed and, you know, he understands that, but he says that he doesn't see why it should be and that he would welcome a challenge in Tanahashi, Okada, and he just starts listing all of these top-notch talents in New Japan on AEW that he would lo- be happy to give them a title shot, and he thinks it would make good business sense. I mean, he says this in his press conference right <laughs> after, that it would be perfect to go ahead and to do it. And I think, I mean, why not? You, you gave him time. I understand. You waited, because New Japan's stance was they were too new. They wanted to make sure they that they stuck around. Well, I think New Japan's original stance was screw you guys. You well, yeah, with the, <laughs> with the elite. Yeah. You, you took all of our top of the card. <laughs> you ran the bastards. <laughs> well, I can't say I blame him. I mean, Gato was was pissed because here he had put six Americans at the top of his show all the time, and all the buildup and work you put in behind Kenny yep. Omega, mm-hmm. and all of them for them to be like. Peace we out. I mean, think about what New Japan did. Not just what Kenny Omega did for New Japan, but the the the, the other way around. They made him a household name. Right. New Japan well, made the best bout machine. I, yeah, but I so I think New Japan probably handles business 100% completely different than any other company here stateside mm-hmm. except for the indies. Yeah, I can see that. Okay? I think New Japan, because they are not ripe with storylines. Right? Mm-hmm. So, let's take a storyline. Right? Jericho versus Tanahashi. Right. Right? So, we had an interview with Tanahashi, and we had an interview with Jericho. Jericho says, hey, you win, I'll give you a shot at the AEW world title. Tanahashi's like, you're on. Right. Right? That's it. That's your storyline. Right? Those fans over in Japan are smart enough to realize, hey, that's good enough for me. I don't need a half an hour mm-hmm. of some stupid wedding to be like... Nobody oh. needs a half an hour of that right. but, but you see what I'm saying? Sorry. And if you go back and you look, most of their storylines are much the same way. They may devote five minutes to these things. Yeah. they don't, And they don't do it every show. Well, they don't necessarily focus on a storyline until it unfolds in the ring. Right. Like with evil and with... Uh, um, Chaos and with the Bullet Club, all of that stuff all happens in the ring. Right, like you don't and it see was organic. Yeah, you don't see vignettes or anything. But they allowed it to happen, right? So right. They, they give their blessing, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm sure they had to. They, you know, when the Bullet Club was formed, they had to go approach management and be like, "Hey, um, so uh, we got this idea. Can we do it?" And the uh, New Japan's like, "Well, we have plenty of uh, Japanese stables. Let's create a foreign stable." Yeah. And then it takes off because they allowed them to be performers. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's where Kenny Omega gets made. But Kenny makes himself, along with Balor and, you know, well, Anderson I mean, and all the rest oh, of them. Of course, of course. I mean, if but you don't New have Japan a, gives them the outlet. Yeah, if you don't have the talent in the level that Kenny Omega is, you don't get a lot of the things that happen around him. You can make all the vignettes you want. But right. if you ain't got the talent. You can't deliver, <laughs> you can't deliver bell to bell, then they're not gonna care. Right. And much like Jay White. <laughs> Very true. You know, okay, kid, you you wanna be the guy, go be the guy. Mm-hmm. And they leave him to his to his devices. Right, right. Whereas over here, that's not gonna happen in the WWE. I don't care who you are. Unless you got I mean look lightning at, bolt in your butt. But look at AJ Styles and look at Balor. Two guys who proved it other places. Mm-hmm. Nakamura, like we talked about last week, like they, yeah. they proved themselves elsewhere, and then they've come here. And when they look back on their career, it's going to be like, "Yeah, I made money, but you know, creatively, what did I get to do?" I think AJ will be the one out of the three that can say, "Yeah, I did. I did really." Well, well. I mean, he got to hold the strap, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I think for AJ though, let's look at where AJ came from. He came from WCW, mm-hmm. and he was told he was too small. Right. Went to Impact. Or TNA. Too small. Mm-hmm. But he starts to make something out of it. Didn't he go... He was WWE for, what, a hot second, wasn't he? Uh, dark matches. Yeah. Yeah. You're too small, kid. Yep. Then the Impact. And he starts to make a name for himself. And he starts to show his ring performance. And he starts to build, build, build. I think he just is there now to prove everybody wrong. Yeah. And it's not so much... The money, it's not so much the titles, it's that I am good enough to be, quote-unquote, the best. Yeah, at this level. Or right. Whatever, yeah. Well, and also, I think he's at a point in his career where he's like, you know what, I get paid a lot of money, mm-hmm. and I get to not be 14 hours away from my family. Well, plus, you if, know? if you look with, with AJ Styles, though, here's another example of a guy that, you know, he, he did well in Impact. He did very well. But he went to New Japan, and he went up a whole nother level. Like, we saw an AJ Styles that we never knew existed. And then, you know, he gets in the Bullet Club, and we were talking about, you know, how guys like Jay White and Omega and, I mean, you could even put, um, God, why, why am I just getting a, lo- a loss for names? Uh, Moxley. You're seeing guys like that get into Japan, and they're performing at this ridiculous level. We're like, wow, I didn't even know that existed. Oh, and I would argue the point that if AJ had not gone to Japan mm-hmm. and done what he did, WWE would have never called him. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because if he would have gone to if he gone to Japan, been based on his pedigree, because they hadn't called him yet. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then he goes to Japan, becomes. AJ Styles, right? Not right. becomes AJ Styles, but then flourishes at the style and whatever. I think he solidified his legacy there. Yeah, and then you know, and then like Balor. Yeah, you know. Well, and WWE's always had a love affair with Ring of Honor, so AJ Styles was in Ring of Honor. They saw what he did there. You know, they. I always say that I don't think Vince watches, but the reality is someone. Is watching, saying you need to, you need to get this guy. You need to get this guy. Well, sooner or later, he says, "Okay, fine. Let's let's see what the kid can do." Even though this guy's a, you know, a, a legend already by the time he gets there. Well, and it was those people in the Bullet Club then, mm-hmm. back when he took the picture. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So like, 
it's just it, it goes to show, you know, he was watching. He did pay attention. And who knows? He could have been three sheets to the wind and someone would have been like, hey, put this on. <laughs> hey, Vince. It's a new prototype T-shirt. <laughs> oh. All right. And last but not least, from night two, for I believe the first time ever, I believe, I think that's right. I'll have to look that up. I, I know what you're getting to. Yeah, yes. double champion for New Japan. For New Japan. Time yep. First time ever. Can I, do me a favor. Can I interrupt for one second? No. Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you're gonna go for yeah. it. <laughs> Missing a vital chapter on AJ Styles and the evolution. If you say NWA Wildside, I'm hanging up. No. Okay, good. Just make sure. After Georgia that, Championship Wrestling. No such animal. <laughs> you mentioned. Total nonstop action wrestling and impact. Yeah. You have to remember something. AJ Styles, along with Christopher Daniels, along with Jay Lethal, along with Samoa Joe, made the X Division must see TV. While everybody at the top. <clears throat> was floundering, floundering around as WWE cast-offs and very few original people. And take me to task on that one if you like. You no, I, I, think, I think you're right. It was Calm a ton of cast-offs. AJ Styles helped to elevate that X division to where it did get that mainstream exposure, to where it did become must-see, to where it did get to the like point where... Screw the world title. Who's doing the X division? PD Williams and people like that. Hell yeah. So there, that is one of the major things and part of the game that put AJ Styles on everyone's radar. Oh, sure. In the show open, remember, they had, what was it? Um, Spiral tap is what he called it. Yeah. Yeah. During the opening main title. One of the main things that you saw was AJ hitting the spiral tap. So that was one of the things that put him on everybody's radar to begin with. But once again, the size thing did come into play. Yeah, I think a lot of it is, is and of course, when we're talking about him, you know, we're looking at it from very broad strokes. You know, obviously there's there's tons of moments that AJ created for himself rather than just giving in with what was given to him. So, yeah, I would agree. And most of us have forgiven him for this really crappy storyline he allowed himself to be a part of where he had the affair with Dixie Carter and the drug chick. <laughs> Ew. I forgive. I had blocked that out. That was a... I bet he read his next contract really hard, though. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> so anyway, so Naito beats Okada to become, again, what I believe to be the first time... Dual champion in IWGP, who then subsequently is jumped by Kota Ibushi. Yep. After the match, uh, Kenta. <laughs> no, Kenta. Kenta. Yeah, Kenta. yeah, yeah. Whatever. Kenta hits the go to sleep. Uh, sits atop him with uh, both titles on his shoulders. After Kenta drops the uh, never open weight. What a stupid name for it. Can we just? No. How many different titles? Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but so if you put never open weight, there's like no weight class. So basically anybody can go for it. 
So if you it like so like uh the never open weight six man title. If you right. take Suzuki gun, mm-hmm. right? Some of them are a lot smaller than say the bullet club right, right. at its heaviest. Right. So you know, you want to kind of just throw it out there. So, did every title change hands? Almost. Because, I mean, the uh, six-man tag titles changed hands. The junior heavyweight tag title changed hands. Uh, The never-open-weight title changed hands. Um, is, Is Wrestle Kingdom, because I've only watched it for a few years now, is Wrestle Kingdom, like, where they hit the reset for the next year? Yes. Yeah. Like they we're changing everything over and now it's off for the next season yeah. kind of thing. Well, yeah, but so they don't they don't hit like a hard reboot. Right. It's just like a soft reboot. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. They they keep their continuity in place, but they're like, okay, everybody's Yeah. We're going with new people now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I so unlike in like the WWE and WrestleMania season mm-hmm. where somebody may literally fall out of main event title contention. Right. Theirs don't kind of fall out. They just kind of rotate through to the next guy. Or to a different division or something. And just well, something. yeah, but o- see, like Okada. Okada's not going down the card. No, no, because... It, whereas, like, Okada. in the WWE, Reigns could move down. Mm-hmm. Or Rollins could move down to the U.S. or Intercontinental. Yeah, yeah. Okada and the rest of them would stay in the main event. But, the, again, they're just kind of rotated through where Okada will... Go out of the picture for five, six months, <laughs> and maybe pop back in towards the end of the year. How many the way I re- like it. You how know? many title reigns has Okada had? Mm, uh, four, five, I think. It just shows you that you know your top guys don't have to be you know like we see all the time with other promotions like they have to be in the title some title right, picture, right. some title chase because well, I, th- I think Okada's getting close to being having more titles reigns for the IWGP heavyweight than anybody else. Well, I mean, he's just at the level he's at. You could put him to start the show or to close the show; it doesn't matter. Sure, like he's that guy. Mm-hmm. And they do it sometimes. If you watch, they, they they don't really conform to. Oh, I hate to use the old antiquated term, curtain jerker. Right, right, right. You know, no, I got first you. Yeah. match. Yeah, you know, uh, Okada's been started the show multiple times. Well, I think I think that whole attitude has kind of gone out the window, with the exception of maybe a few companies out there. Like NWA doesn't even really do that. There's no, I don't think it's really a curtain jerker position anymore. Well, I think some, a lot of companies have evolved, and with the product they're trying to put out, it doesn't, that doesn't fit the product anymore. Yeah. So, because we're in the past, those would be for enhancement talents. Mm-hmm. You know, so you might see Ric Flair or, you know, wrestle. Sam Houston first. Right, right. But, you know, Sam Houston was there to make Flair look good, and in return, Flair makes Sam look good, mm-hmm. and they would go 20 minutes, But and that would be your quote-unquote curtain match. Yeah. Your first match. Whereas now, they moved the show so fast, I don't even know, I wouldn't even, they probably don't even fool with it. Because I think a few years ago, 
that was a big deal uh, where some of these guys that were leaving were supposedly mad. Like, I think Ryback was one. Mm-hmm. Remember? Right before he left, that pay-per-view, he came out first. Oh, the pre-show stopper. Is what yes. He himself. Yeah. Yes. And, but, and that, but that whole philosophy had really been had disappeared years and years ago. Well, and that's the thing, like, because WWE still calls it a, a pre-show. I don't mm-hmm. know that, I don't even think AEW does. They just, it's just well, no, a different calls it part of a show, yeah. right? <laughs> but, like, for me, like, when you watch WrestleMania, whether you're on the 4 o'clock starting match of the entire card that ends at midnight, you're still wrestling at WrestleMania. It's still happening for it's you. still a so, pay-per-view payday. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I don't think that that business model even balances anymore. No, uh, I mean, other than they should probably do less talking. Of course. And allow the in-ring performers to do, to apply their craft a little mm-hmm. bit more. Yeah. Because you know these pre-shows, if these pre-shows, although they have gotten a little bit better, there would be two matches. And it, it would be a two-hour pre-show. And at one time, you were having one match in the first hour, one match in the second hour. Mm-hmm. And they're 10 to 15 minutes long. And then they had the pre-show before every other match during the show because yeah. it's like, oh, we're going to show this again. Yeah. But, and, I mean, you, you, I'm sure if you took somebody like AJ and, oh, I don't know, Kevin Owens and say, hey, you're up first, you're on the pre-show. Right. But I'm giving you a half an hour to go tear the house down. Oh, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Right. Right? Because you got 30 minutes and it's, who cares? And you now, wrestle 30 minutes, man. Now, if you go first, everybody else has to compete with what you do. Yeah. What, what was that, Eddie? Do I still get paid? Well, yeah, sure. of course. Then put me on the damn pre-show. Right? Man. I mean, if it's me, I'm going like, faster. Right? <laughs> but, but again, though, I think with the with the WWE, they don't even give their they, 10 minutes. Oh, you got 10 minutes. Go go make magic. Right, right. Because we've got to rehash we the next the last two weeks because yeah. nobody watches. I mean, unless you got like a television title that's a 10-minute time limit, you're not making a whole lot of magic out of these 10-minute matches on the pre-show. So let's, let's go ahead and close the book on Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, what grade would you give Wrestle Kingdom 14? Oh, a grade? Uh, I think I'm sticking with what any other Wrestle Kingdom would be, and it's going to be a strong A. Rob, you want to throw a grade out there? Sure. <laughs> well, throw it out there. It's just a cat. Cat's not going to hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> waiting for her to jump at the door. <laughs> um, any two-night show that provides as much main, you know, main event matches would be right. an A. Yeah, I would have to agree. It's a solid A all across the board. Uh, New Japan has yet to yet to disappoint with anything they do. just call it, it's Russell Kingdom. Right, right. Exactly. right. And that, now, right. <laughs> exactly. That's actually a really good point. Like, hello. And, and again, though, so now, you, now you've seen New Japan a few times. Yeah, yeah. And I know when I had New Japan World, y'all weren't watching it, and I would say, hey... New Japan is completely different, mm-hmm. and they have this style. And now, do you see what I'm talking about? Oh, absolutely! I don't need a half an hour wedding 
Give me good quality Nobody wrestling. Nobody needs a half an hour wedding. And I'll be happy. I don't need storyline. I got married once, and I can tell you what, it was at least an hour too long. Nobody <laughs> nobody needs the whole storyline. Yeah, oh, I, I don't we need long, convoluted stories. <laughs> or that wedding. Nobody I thought we were talking either. about regrets. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hey, Stan. Yes, sir. To answer your st- uh, question from earlier, Okada currently sits at five reigns, 30 defenses, 1,790 total days. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. That's Bruno yeah. Sammartino type of numbers right there. But, but he's actually number three on the totem pole, if my number is correct. Because, let me see, um, Kenzuke Sasaki actually has five. Damn. That Tsumi Fujinami has six. Oh, okay. And, and Hiroshi Tanahashi has eight reigns. Damn. Okada, I think, will get it, no doubt, before That's, it's all said and done. Also, right. you, making a reference to the Naito-Okada match, I watched it as it transpired this morning. It was worth staying up for. I caught, let me see, I caught basically the second half of the show when I got back into Birmingham. And the minute that I had a chance, um, I was coming on board just as Moxley and Juice were going at it. I'm sitting back going, if and considering he won that match, I agree with Kevin Kelly's commentary saying that if you thought this was going to be John Moxley's swan song in New Japan, you're obviously wrong. Because mm-hmm. that belt stays with him. I tell you um, what, I, w- I was blown away by watching Moxley and just how he's taken to New Japan at all. Like it's, it's amazing. The um, Kota Ibushi Jay White match, that was brutal, but fun to watch. Jericho Tanahashi actually, to me, was the weakest of the matches that I saw. It's It was what I thought it was going to be. But to wrap up the show with Naito and Okada and that 35-plus-minute clinic that they held, match of the year candidate right off the bat. It was only the fifth, fourth day of the year. And But that's normally what you get on a Wrestle Kingdom. At least two or three candidates, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been like that for the last uh, probably three or four years. I would say at least three. Yeah. I mean, when I get home, I'm going to fire up the app and I'm going to watch night one. Well, so, I'm, I have to go back and catch up. Actually, I watched New Year's Dash. <laughs> I found, I found a, a couple of different different matches just that blew me away but I, I couldn't i obviously just couldn't hang <laughs> it's just you know 2 a.m to start a pay-per-view is like ah oh, i can't and it, do it and it normally ends around seven yeah, yeah. or seven yeah mm-hmm. I, my, my kids wouldn't let me do that <laughs> dad get up make breakfast no mm. can't move <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so i mean wrestle kingdom continues just to be the top show every year mm. i i mean and they start the year and then everything else goes a little worse as they get towards the end of the year. And that, I'm not talking about New Japan. I'm just saying shows that try to compete with it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go from there to, and I didn't put it on my topics list here, but I wanted to talk about it. Um, NWA and with what they're doing with um, the national title, I think has become more entertaining to me watching Aaron Stevens as the third degree national champion. We talked about it last week. But now they've got Trevor Murdoch, who's seemingly in a feud with him. And I never thought I'd find myself saying, I would like to see Trevor Murdoch win the title. (laughs) There's never been a point in my wrestling fandom that I ever thought, you know, I want to see Trevor Murdoch win a championship. (laughs) 
I don't know. He's not a bad wrestler. I just I never found him to be my cup of tea. But then I watch him work with Aaron Stevens. I'm like, damn. Soured on the yeah. I was sour like, on the man, did you? I was like, wow, this guy. I mean, he he carries himself with like this uh, very veteran attitude. But you know, clearly he's still pretty young. I mean, he started off with uh, Garrison Cade, uh, Lance Cade, the the kid that trained with uh, Shawn Michaels' uh, school. Uh, may he rest in peace. Um, former WWE Raw Tag Champ. Really didn't do a whole lot outside of that. But then he gets to NWA and it's like, damn. You know, it, Aaron Stevens is, is bringing up these guys that I never would have figured. Like Ricky Starks. I'm already a huge fan of Ricky Starks. Um, but now, like, Trevor Murdoch is, like, re- seeing a resurgence of his career. But if you're a good champion, that's what you're supposed to do. Absolutely. Very true. Did, have you guys followed the, the whole thing with uh, Nick Aldis forming his group and basically taunting Tim Storm since he can no longer get about a title his, shot? About his mommy? Yeah, yeah. Mama Storm. There's a t-shirt now that says Mama Storm. Uh, kudos to Billy Corgan for making NWA not just mm-hmm. relevant again, but must-see TV every week. Who knew? On YouTube, for crying out loud. Yes crazy um okay so we'll go in reverse order because i don't want to spend but so much time on the wedding thing uh rio and uh, the fatal four-way of from aw dynamite i was glad to see her win because i want to see her against against chris statlander but i was not okay and i'm really not enthused about a Britt baker rio feud like baker confronts her backstage after and is like oh you're happy about that are you huh i'm like this is yeah, but so can, I don't. Can we find somebody else. It's a matter of time. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that feud has any legs because something tells me that the alien is going to be the first title change. Well, see, Nyla Rose is putting everybody through tables now. As a matter of fact, if you looked on Twitter, uh, she even put Jungle Boy through a table. He asked if he could share an Uber. <laughs> she said no. Uber table. <laughs> I mean, hey, but. So misunderstood. They're, they're, and you might be right. It could be just a red herring just to keep us all distracted. <laughs> because Rio and Nyla Rose seem to be the collision course. That seems to be the feud, right? But now Britt Baker's in there. And, and just like we talked about last week, oh, it's only a matter of time before Britt Baker turns bad. Right. What happens? Here's Britt Baker turning bad. I told you. So with uh, Stat, Statlander, mm-hmm. I mean, literally she shows up one day and she's the number one contender. Right? The yeah. next week. Yeah. Right? So something tells me she is now factored into their plans a whole lot more than any of the other. Oh, yeah, because they, they pushed off her title shot. Mm-hmm. Like, they said Rio and Chris Statlander is going to happen at a homecoming in Jacksonville. Well, Statlander had a booking in the UK. Okay, you still get your title shot. We know you're brand new. You just got here. We'll give you your title shot next week. Let's next do a week. fatal four-way. You're, which was a good it, match. But... I think... um. Eddie, you'll have to help me. Is it Sakura Shida? Close enough. Okay. I think Shida's the next big star to come out of that group. Like Rio, Sakura, or Shida, and um, I think they teamed with uh, Aja Kong at uh, All In or All Out. Kind of be so long ago. But the, of that of that six group, mm-hmm. I think, I think uh, Shida is going to be your next major star because she's just... 
she's connecting with the fans and everything she does means something. She does it. She's not like Rio where it's just basically she sells the entire time. She's just getting the floor wipe with her and then she gets her offense. Well, I think Rio's problem stems from she's not there all the time. Like every week? Yes. So I'm not sure why her booking is so sparse. But, I mean, literally, these other people are coming in and are becoming fan favorites. And she kind of gets lost until she shows up for a match. Cat just literally did a leapfrog in your dog. Cat <laughs> said, I'm tired of you playing. <laughs> we should be calling that one. <laughs> but yeah, something tells oh, me... Mr. Get Distracted, I see him. Something tells me uh, uh, Chris will get the title. She'll be the first one to win the title. Win a title. So, Smiley Kylie was their chosen, like, their 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 poster child. For the women's division. Mm-hmm. Like when they unveiled their women's division, Smiley Kylie is the first person they did all the hoopla for. And then mysteriously, she wants a release. She claimed health reasons and it was an amicable split. She hasn't said anything else except to say that she had a great time and they were all professional. And she's not even hinted at going back. Is Statlander now filling in that role? Because Tony Khan said he had a, a, they had a ton of people signed already that still hadn't debuted. Right, but and that's the that would be the interesting thing here is she may have already been penciled in mm-hmm. to go this route, but when uh, you know if if Kylie was supposed to be the parallel, yeah, because I felt like Kylie was like their out. chosen person. Yeah, well, I, I think. Again, until you actually see Riho wrestle, mm-hmm. a lot most of us have never seen Riho wrestle. Whereas we've probably seen Smiley Kylie. Yeah, at least we yeah. know who she is. I, I so, mean, watching them in DC, watching Rio perform. Yeah, I'm true. a fan. Oh well, yeah, I mean we're all fans now. But going into yeah, it, yeah, you needed at least a name somebody could. Hey, we were over. there for that dynamite. Yeah, we were there for that dynamite. <laughs> Will forever be there for that dynamite. <laughs> History. Um, is there a better bad guy, not just in AW, but I, I say this every week, but MJF continues to step his game up every single week. Oh, so I don't think so. Nope. He could be the top bad guy in the business. Right, oh, there, right there, now, there, there's, there's no doubt. So I know we have the, the chat room. Mm-hmm. And y'all may or may not have seen it because sometimes y'all don't pay no attention to what I put up there. You're in the chat room? Shut up. Yes. <laughs> uh, where MJF made news. Oh, you mean the LOL doll post that you put? Uh, he made the news. The other chat. <laughs> for taking a fan's baseball cap off and slinging it oh. across yeah, the arena. I yeah, like yeah, that. We, I saw that. So, Wardlow, by the way, is already intimidating. Just standing there. He doesn't even really have to smirk or grin, grimace at you. But the fan is like, he's doing this, and you can't see it, obviously, but he's smacking, smacking no, the no, no, MJF no, on no, the back. No, that's not. No, he went he like just, that. So, just like if you were at, during the aisle, mm-hmm. yeah, and a right. wrestler come down, you would pat him on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. You've done it a hundred times. Of course. That's all this fan did to MJF. He just kind of patted him. And MJF stops. Yeah, Wardlow stops, his hat, he just... takes his hat off, and 
throws it across as far the as he can, yeah, yeah, all the way across. And, that and Wardlow tells him to keep his effing hands to himself. Yeah, and 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 the guy is obviously inebriate because the guy was just continuing to go after him, <laughs> just pointing at him and everything. So and it was awesome. So for the record, if anybody saw last episode of Dynamite. That guy that was in the corner with the green shirt that yep. was always standing up, mm-hmm. that's the guy who had his hat taken from him and flung across the arena. Well, and, so <laughs> the you whole... see it, please return it. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> right. apparently it didn't get returned. So the whole and sequence Apparently he gets really butthurt about it. So MJF I don't think he's butthurt. I think somebody caught it and the news picked up on it. And oh, yeah. yeah. He just ran with it. So MJF comes out. He's got Wardlow behind him. First thing he does... Is he gets this? Was he stand talking again? The the kid, the girl that he gives a kiss from. Uh, oh, by the way, MJF, you may want to card her because she didn't look eighteen. But anyway, that's when he gets and this, this little kid in the middle of them is like this. He keeps poking and keeps poking at him like, oh my god, look, he's a wrestler like right here in front of me, and he completely ignores him. You know, Wardlow ignores him too, and they get to the guy with the hat, and it was I put it all over Twitter. I was like, don't touch the talent. Because all he would have had to do, all he would have had to do was just poke Wardlow one time, and I think Wardlow would have just snapped his finger off. No, I don't think. <laughs> he just looked that. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I think they would have gone to the line. But I also think that, in my opinion, after watching it, the way the guy touched MJF, mm-hmm. to me, warded, warranted MJF looking at him being like, "Yeah, right." I mean, there's a difference between touching on the shoulder, be like, "What's up?" You know, yeah. but to literally touch him on his chest and be like. Uh-huh. And fling. Yep. Yeah, yeah but, but it, I mean, that could have just very easily been a slip. Like, mm-hmm. he tried to go for a shoulder, and he and just missed. hit him in the chest. Yeah. But it's no different, it, as far as I look at it, than any other fan who has ever touched a performer mm-hmm. when they walk by. It's no different. MJF being the <clears throat> best heel in the business, I think, Yeah. decides, well... Let's just take this up a notch. <laughs> exactly, and, and chucks the hat. Yeah, chucks that. I mean, we all know he is spontaneous, and he is so fast thinking he will do crap on the fly. Yeah. I mean, look at what he does while he walks around the wet wrestling <coughs> ring. Yeah, he gets people he to kiss the ring. Kiss the ring. He waits he, to get to a, a, a guy's wife. Yes, and holds and her hand. Yes, and he and, kisses the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole nine yards. Uh, yeah. So he, I don't know. If he actually. He may have been in the back and be like, look, uh, Warlow, I'm going to get somebody to kiss this ring. Right, right. Watch. Right? And then it evolves to kissing the girls. He's kissing them. Oh, you, 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 you're one of MJS fans, so I'm going to give you a kiss. He blows the guys off. Yeah, right, you know. Right. I, actually, one or two of the guys, I think, even kissed the ring. Well, yeah, yeah. Because, like, he, he goes they're around. They're like, yes, I will. Yeah. And they're like, okay, MJF, I'll do whatever you say. I have no soul. MJF, will you spit on my face, please? Go ahead. Go ahead. Like, they don't care. They, they just love what he does. And he's very quickly going to get to that point, because he's just so good at it, that people are going to start cheering him regardless. Like, he gets... A, a decent amount of cheers right now just because they hear MJF. But it's going to get to a point where he continues to be, not even really on purpose, but continues to be funny at the same time while being a bad guy. All right, so I think, though, the difference here is is the AEW fans, mm-hmm. okay, and I would say this also for NXT fans. Right. Right? They understand what they're watching. Yeah. Okay. 
So we understand it's professional wrestling, and we understand faces and heels, there's no gray, that type of stuff. So even though we like this guy, we know that he is the biggest prick in the world. Right, right. And he needs to be booed. Right. So we're going to boo him. And we're going to boo him boo. every time. Right. Until he switches face, and then we'll cheer. But we know we're supposed to boo, so mm. we're going to boo. Right, right. Whereas I think on Raw or SmackDown <laughs> is where you would get the cheers and would probably totally destroy his character. Well, wait until Seth Rollins gets six months down the road in his run and gets cheered again because right. people are stupid. He'll say something smart. Right, right. And somebody will be like, ah, sounds yeah. great. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. And it'll totally destroy Seth's run. But the difference is <clears throat> they won't continue it. MJF will, I still, I still think he'll be doing what he's doing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, he's just that. Even, like, even the meet and greets. Because you see it with other every other promotion. What? Even the heels of the meet and greet are like, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. Or at the airport. Imagine some of the fans, that are the, the super fans, if they meet MJF at the airport after he's had a long flight. Right, right. Just imagine what Twitter photo, fodder or whatever that, you know, the, somebody with a phone... I mean, the, the guy would just go off on him. I want to well, see him so throw I, somebody's phone. So I, <laughs> I, I don't think actually, he meant to throw the hat so far. I think he meant to just go ping and it went. No, I, I, no, I think he, he meant he to throw it. it. Was like, I think as whoosh. soon as he grabbed it, he was like, let me see how far I can throw this. Now, I do believe, though, that MJF probably has a dual personality. So he's going to be like, okay, well, this picture's for Twitter. Right, right. And he's going to give you the old finger, like right, he has right. in the past, right to your face. Mm -hmm. That's for Twitter. Right. Now let me give you one for you. So he may give you the second one where he's smiling. And, right, right. You know, the whole arm-in-arm -arm thing. Same thing with the photographs and the autographs. Mm -hmm. I think you're probably going to walk away with two. One, a big F you. You're not a fan, you know, whatever. Your mama sucks, whatever, you know. And then the other one is, hey, thanks for being a fan, MJF. Right, right, right. So, Give this to your mom, MJF. Yeah. I think you'll probably get two with him. I think he is smart enough to know that. Do you think Cody will finally beat him? Like, finally get on a win? Or do you think Eventually, Cody but just not, on, not on, not on, not on. No. I, I think, I feel like because. I think the steps are stupid. We've right? talked about it so many times when it comes to Cody, and and I feel like it's an it's a it, disservice to Cody for him to continue to lose so much. Yeah, but so I think again though. So this has been discussed. Oh yeah, we've been Omega in the and the yeah. Bucks and Cody and Dustin and Paige. All these guys come out there and win every single time. Nobody's watching Dynamite. Nobody. I'm not watching Dynamite. You're not watching Dynamite. Rob's not watching. Nobody's watching Dynamite. So they have to lose. Right. They have to make it look good. Right? So you've got Moxley and Jericho who are right now forming the basis of the spearhead. Mm -hmm. They're the most popular. They're the most well-known. So let's push them. And you've got the rest coming in behind, and eventually they're going to get their due. Right. And I think, I don't think Cody is going to beat MJF. I think MJF will beat Cody eventually when Cody gets that title. I mean, I see it as, if you look at it and if you watch Cody, you know, he's building this 
since the beginning of mm-hmm. this whole I get to run the show thing, he's doing very much what his dad did. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If you yeah. look. And when did Dusty get the payoff? Did Dusty get the payoff at the house show? No. Did Dusty get the payoff on the weekly show? No. Dusty got the payoff pay-per-view yeah, on right. Great American Bash and, or something like that. And so, I think, speaking of that, though, I think Dusty only had the book for one title shot or one title win, and that may have been his last one. Mm-hmm. But th- he won it three times, if my memory serves right. Mm-hmm. And after that third one, he never touched it again, and he was the head booker. He always put it years. on somebody else. He always put it on somebody he else. He entered himself into the angle when it was needed. Right. Like, he always was the fodder. Like, him and Tully were, like, the national title and the U.S. title, that kind of stuff. That was him. And then when he wasn't needed, when Dusty wasn't needed, he was smart enough businessman to be like... Yeah, pull himself back and and that's all. Unlike what we've seen in history past when wrestlers, current wrestlers, get the book. Yeah. You know, they immediately put themselves on the, you know... So I think you're going to see... You know, I think you're going to see Cody get the payoff. Yeah. Is he are he is he going to beat MJF eventually? Right. But right. what I actually believe is they're building MJF to be does his flair. Mm-hmm. That's fine by me. <clears throat> I, I could. That's I could what watch they're building it for years to come. Yeah. When when <clears throat> you know Fozzie goes on another world tour, mm-hmm. and you know you got MJF up there holding the strap, mm-hmm. and Cody is the perennial, you know. Perubrial, whatever the word is, I don't know. I don't have a thesaurus. <laughs> the but, challenger to be, you know, like yeah. it's gonna be, and you're gonna see him take the belt. But then Cody's also smart enough businessman to know it's about longevity. Yeah, and that's about true. rebuilding himself. Look and, at it, because there's only so many times that man can take a chair shot and staples to the head. Oh, he, even that, though all of them are on accident, all of them are on accident. Yeah. I bet you they won't make the ramp out of diamond plate again, but or maybe just not face plate. <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna do a suicide dive, how about this? Let first off, let's have the guy catch you. <laughs> and secondly, let's not face plant. Let's, let's put the arms up or something, Cody. For the love of God, you know Brandy's in the back going son of a. <laughs> oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah, I bet you so... she gives him a hard time every time he takes a risk like that. Yeah, now see, I differ from Rob. I think MJF will get the title from Cody. Whereas Cody will, I mean, Rob thinks Cody will get it from MJF. So, I actually... I, I think it'll be flipped. I think it'll be, because it's going to be a long time before that happens, because sure. Moxley has to beat Jericho, mm-hmm. and then Moxley's got to either fend off a challenger or lose it to someone else, even Jericho, possibly, and then Cody somehow manages a title shot and then loses to MJF. I think, I think Cody loses it to MJF, but I think Cody has to get to that point. I think he'll somehow... I think what they'll do ultimately is it'll be an end around where it'll be Jericho and Cody again. Hmm. And we'll see, you know, Cody finally gets the title and then MJF is the one that takes it away from him. Right. Because I think it's going to, you're going to see the old, you know, how many times did Flair turn on his dad? How many times did whoever, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. whoever needed to turn on well, Dusty? You know, so it's going to be Cody winning something. Cody doing something, MJF is like, you know, we've had our problems. Right, right. You know, Let's be friends. Or Cody and Jericho are going at it. Cody's like, there's no one I can trust. No one has my back. And MJF says, you know what, I 
I got your back. So here's the so thing. So then he, re- he gets Cody to the mountaintop. And then as Cody's standing there, I did it. Yeah. But you here, know? here's the thing. And this is what one of the big issues I had with this past week's Dynamite. It was really the only issue I had. Arn Anderson and Cody Rhodes. Having Arn as your second, okay. But Arn has to get up on the apron to tell somebody as seasoned as Cody, hey, put your knees up when he jumps. He doesn't already know that? Like, yeah, but so... Like, this, it just didn't tell a good story for me. I think I what, like, what they're trying Why? to go with is the whole, Cody's got his back in the corner. Now where does he go from here? Right. You know, he's got all these things going on. He has luck, blah, blah, blah. What it, so they're bringing him in to bring like, all right, you can do this. Well, and the immediate Rebuild thought yourself. I have, though, is, is I think back to, <laughs> to Dusty and the horseman, and I'm like, well, when's Arn going to hit him in the nuts? Because it's going to happen. I'm like, it's it's too obvious. You don't, you went into the roads I mean, ever tried to Anderson. You speared your dad how many times? Yeah, I mean, so. But, so for, for me, that <laughs> segment, Cody was a little bit, probably halfway or more across the ring. Mm-hmm. And so he was probably like, well, they're not quite placed where I need them to place or right. I'm out of place. Right. How do I fix this? Right. So he probably just kind of hopped up there and was like, hey, uh, maybe do this. shout it. Okay. Right. Oh, I, mean, I have to make my point. I have to be, I have right. to earn my paycheck. Yeah. Oh. I'm, a, I'm a good coach. I, <laughs> I got to coach him. There's no towel to throw in. I mean, because the matchup itself was great. Darby Allen and Cody was, was tremendous again. And I can't envision a future of AEW where Darby Allen isn't isn't steadily heading towards the top of that card. Um, you know, another question that comes out of uh, Dynamite was uh, Adam Page and his now affirmative separation from the Elite. Because they're all in the ring celebrating together. And they're like, come on, Adam, come celebrate. He's like, no, you guys are good. He's giving him the thumbs up. He's like, I'm going to go. And he just turns around and walks away. It's like, well, what? Yeah, but he was also supposedly drunk too. Well, he no, there's no supposedly. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's that drunk. I don't, I don't think you can get drunk on live TV. He was not. I mean, unless you're part of the government, but I don't know, man. He, he I don't think he. I, I don't think, think he, he was, was that like, drunk. I think he was acting it. Or is it somebody in the back is like, get him back here before he does something? Else. <laughs> no, because I mean, he was Tony calls him the, back. He was out there for the whole match, no, and then last week. Don't forget last week they did a whole Being the Elite episode where I think he passed out or something, if I remember. Is anybody not saying that he's going to be the, you know, like, if the Elite is anything like, you know, the Any horse. other stable? Yeah. <laughs> right. He's the one getting punked out next, you know? Like, See, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think, think so. he's going to be the one that turns his back on them. I think he's going to end up waffling one of them with a chair or... Oh, it'll be Omega. I mean, there's going to yeah, be some yeah. kind of thing like, you know what, I'm tired Although, of being in someone's shadow. Uh, is, who do they turn? face next Wednesday? Uh, it's Omega and Paige against... Um, he's going to the... What is that, the Order? I think no. he might be the. Is it the Page Dark Order? Will go in the, Page no, will go in the order. I don't think it's the order. You wait. The Dark Order. <laughs> you wait until it's Jericho versus Omega, and you go pop. I mean, but too though, you could you could almost see the Elite having him be like, "Look, turn your back, try and get in with Jericho's group, and then turn on them." The old double cross. Yeah, the old double cross with the whole. NWO t-shirt and they take it out. Yeah, I mean, could you, I don't think you could <laughs> use any of the other ones. Can't print these t-shirts fast enough. 
I mean, a little bit of the bubbly becomes the best t-shirt on pro wrestling tees. No, the fact is they actually start sell the little bit of bubbly. Right. You can buy it. The wine, the, the champagne. I'm just trying to track down the uh, oh well next week. We'll wait till next week. Um, wait when it happens, and we'll all say "told you." So the elite, in as far as Young Bucks and uh, Omega against uh, the Lucha Brothers and Pac, Pac the Bastard, um, too choreographed. How many times do you have to do a, a cutter spot and a super kick spot? Can we can we maybe see something else? So. Are they working? But you're you're okay with Reigns doing his moves over and over again? No, you're okay no, with not. Brock doing the suplexes over and over again? Now you gotta be kidding me! You're really gonna throw Brock at me like that? I mean, but come on, man. Be but fair. were you were you upset with it two weeks ago? Uh, I don't no. know. Maybe it just didn't come off. Maybe it just didn't come off well for me. Like uh, it just didn't look. Good. You just didn't like the match. Yeah, but I'm not, every I'm not match. Saying it's, I'm not saying that they should never do it, but I mean, how many most matches nowadays, yeah. especially on TV, you hit multiple, multiple they have to hit setups, own. multiple finishers, and everything else. I, I mean, think I think almost <laughs> every third match had a, a, a Canadian destroyer. By the way, oh, that's just the new hot move. I mean, the WWE's been doing it for. Did months. you see Dustin Rhodes hit that <coughs> flawlessly? Yep. It was ridiculous. I mean, but uh, I don't know if uh, Mysterio and Andrade. I guess somebody was doing it before then, in recent memory. But I mean, that's been it's been the hot move the last couple years. No, no, just the, the last few months. Yeah, the destroyer. Well, I mean, yeah, it's really picked up. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's really, That's a good point. it's really picked up. Well, I mean, my issue is like I've said it before on our show, whatever. Is like I think every match nowadays starts to get a little bit too choreographed, where it's like you know, like when we, when we're like, oh, these people are getting hurt. These people are getting hurt. Well, yeah. when they're doing all the high spots every night in every match, everywhere they go. Mm-hmm. You know, when the high spots were usually for the big matches or this and that, and then we've got, you know, you've got Seth Rollins running across the ring out over the ropes, yeah, diving into the oh, the group that just happens. I loved whoever said that on Twitter. By that the was way, CM Punk. Are you when, still on? Oh, <laughs> was there a pile driver too? Did I you see know, a pile driver this past week? You know, when oh, let's all hang outside and, and jump into each other. You know. Yeah, like a straight, legit, old school pile driver. Moxley took not a, on the knees. No, but, Moxley took a straight up pile driver. Yeah. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Mark the time. Pile driver. We haven't seen a pile driver in years. Not on purpose. Mm-mm. Not since uh, what's his name I got th- hurt. Yeah, it was uh, Moxley and Beretta, which actually was a really, really good match. Um. You know, Orange Cassidy in his uh, brilliance gets in the ring and then does the whole teasing of the hands of the pockets, puts his hands in the pockets, and so then Moxley throws his hands in his pockets and then tells uh, Orange Cassidy to go F off or something like that. But, I mean, it, I will say this. I agree with Mabo that Orange Cassidy is brilliant. I, I don't see him getting old anytime soon. I was expecting Mox to kick him in the nads. Oh, and DDT him? As soon as he put his hands in his pocket, <laughs> right, right. just straight like kick him. 
and then you know drop them. So. I mean, I felt like, uh, oh and <laughs> this cracks me up. So Twitter is notorious for posting, and you were talking about it earlier uh, in the week, pictures of closed out parts of the arena. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the the hard camera section is all empty. Well, it's because it's where the hard camera lives. You've never seen TV get it taped before, is. right? It's always taped off. Like, so the arena that they were in for Jacksonville for Homecoming um, was definitely smaller, mm-hmm. but outside of where the hard cam would be, it looked full. I don't even know if they're really. I don't know where they put the hard cam because so it seemed like it was over, up high. Yeah, the overview shot shows up on the stage their seats. Right. And then across from that, there's the, I guess it was four sections going up. Mm-hmm. And then there were some to the one side. So I'm not quite sure if they didn't have one of those cameras that were on one of those uh, boom, like in uh, D.C. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Well, I mean. The- and you may have to in small arenas like that. Because, like, mm-hmm. if you get in a small arena... And you say you take half that arena out for right. the hard cam. Well, crap. There's money because mm-hmm. people are going to pay for those seats. Yeah. And I mean, people talk about, oh, there's nobody sitting in the hard cam. Oh, look at these blacked out seats. Have you never been to a concert? Right. Like, right. unless you go to a concert that's a 360 stage, who wants to sit behind the artist? <laughs> I mean, you're not going to pay 100 bucks to sit behind the stage. And not see anything. Well, I, I mean, I can tell I mean, you. Like, you're, you're an idiot. We have been to. And they're not looking at you, by the way. They're looking at the camera. The three of us have been to almost every arena within. Definitely every arena. Three arena states. In Virginia. Yeah. In Virginia, D.C. Yep. We've been up in Maryland. Yep. Uh, West Virginia. Tennessee. Tennessee, I, so North we Carolina. know. Yeah, in North Carolina. And, and again, we have been in smaller ones like college. We have been in the major ones like the Verizon Center or whatever it's called now. Um, Michael and Son, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the Sportsplex. But <laughs> for those of you that don't know, the John Paul Jones Arena in Charlottesville at the University of Virginia. That's a great wrestling arena, by the way. Yes. However, when the WWE comes... It's normally cut in half. Oh, at least. At least. And it doesn't matter the type of show it is. I mean, you could see 10,000 there, and I'd say just, and probably because it's Charlottesville, but 5,000? If that. Well, I mean, that. even when we went and saw TNA, mm-hmm. it was cut off. Right. Like, they cut off. Like, I mean, the only time I've seen something there that was full was Pearl Jam. Yeah, right. and that and, was... We, I mean, we have seen WWE, WWF, WCW, TNA, AEW. If it's come close, we've seen it in every promotion. Tapes it off. Tapes it off. So y'all can get over the argument about the heart, the all these empty seats. And then the second half of that is the ratings talk. NXT did an award show for... Their July or January first show, right. so no one's gonna watch it. Right, everybody. No, well, that's five, not entirely true. Five hundred thousand people watched an award show. Could, I, my mind is blown. You have an open shot to watch a complete yeah, episode but of so, Dynamite. Though. So this should be like, your barometer, right, for NXT of NXT's loyal fans. Okay, okay. 
these are probably the ones that have been there since day one. Right. On the network. Right? Not the USA fans. <laughs> right, right. You're talking about the, the ones that first started. Yeah. Right. So these 500,000 probably belong in that category. These diehards that are not going to turn it for nothing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's probably them. All right? What AEW got, probably 200 normally would have gone to NXT. Right, right. However, it, they realized NXT's an award show, so let's go watch yeah, AEW. Yeah, because, I mean, you're going to watch, and maybe you catch it when it hits on the network or it's on demand, right? But I guess I understand it because there's that core audience <laughs> that never changes the channel for anything. That's the same people that watches Impact regardless of what it was and all of that. So I get it, but it's 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 mind-blowing to me because if there's ever an opportunity to give a full opportunity to a right. product and, and AEW delivered in their show they're like okay we're gonna we have a chance here to pull people that wouldn't normally watch AEW because they're getting golden bells hold on but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I think the problem is so we're only four days removed from Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday so four days removed that's correct right no the hell we work so <laughs> None of us truly know what this, what these almost million people that turn out to watch are. Yeah. For all we know, there could be new fans. Mm-hmm. There could have been some NXT people. Who knows? Because their AEW with Jericho generated some noise, with New Japan generated some noise. Maybe people are turning in. Maybe it's just now starting to take off. Well, I mean, it's it's we're still at that we're still under that one point seven level, which basically is just the shared audience of all the time, regardless of when they tune into what. It's pretty much the same group of people, mm-hmm. for what we can guess. You're right; we really don't know because it could be that there's two hundred, three hundred thousand more people tuning into AEW, but legitimately. Let me ask you this: so let's flash forward six months, mm-hmm. right? Let's flash forward six months and think about last Wednesday, flash forward six months. AEW has 1.5 million people watching. Now you've got... Hold on. NXT stays at 500,000. Do you now not think that what they did with this award show may have been a mistake? Oh, yeah. I mean, because that's how it rolls out. I just don't think they care. Nobody whined... (laughs) The week before, when AEW wasn't on TV, mm-hmm. right? But right, NXT was, yeah. and yeah. oh my goodness, look at these numbers! Right, that's true. Well, there's always going to be, and it's we're in a we're in a society that they're gonna they're gonna spin the numbers whichever way they want. Yeah, I mean, you could have a whole hour of Balor coming out and crossing and needleworking. Sure. And but, people are going to be like, oh, it's because of that. But the it's argument... Just, it's whatever... The argument is AEW picked up this... all these numbers because NXT is an award show. If six months down the line, AEW continues to grow, NXT stays at 500,000, 600,000, I guess you just found your answer. Yeah. Because that award show... Really did cost you, 
and those numbers really well, did matter. If if AEW gets to 1.5 by itself, regardless of where AEW or NXT is at, that's a celebrated success. It's yeah, a but, huge success. I but mean, again, though, matter. we're not talking about their success. We're talking about the argument being, oh, you only beat us because it's an award show. Mm-hmm. You don't recover from the award show. He needs some love. If you don't recover from the award show, then guess what? I guess that award show really did matter. I mean, it, and why would you, if you're in the middle of, I wouldn't call it war. I still don't refer to it as a war. I don't think anybody's looking at it like that. Um, oh, there's people that look at it as a war. Well, the fans can't enjoy it for what it is. Well, and that's that's because what what's happening right now, and it's such a odd time. I, I wonder if this is what it seemed like to to fans at, at the point, and I don't want to. I'm gonna try to word this carefully. I wonder if this is what it was like during the Monday Night War. No, no. When because nobody came, were, nobody nobody was on Twitter, nobody was on Instagram, Facebook, or whatever, saying how they're the podcasting whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, guru. right, right. Right. We watched it for what it was, and just you know, watched. you watched r- wrestling for what it was—a great show, mm-hmm. you know—and you flip back and forth because there wasn't, there's not a one of us in the room that can say they watched an entire episode when they knew Raw was live and right, Nitro right. was live. That, and even Eddie probably like you didn't watch a whole episode of one because you kept flipping back to see what was the next right, thing, right? You know, now a- with all this stuff. <clears throat> Everybody had we have the key you know the keyboard people that are so happy and so knowledgeable. We have the smartest fan base. In the I world. mean, God, all you need is a keyboard and a DVR, and you can be a wrestling guru. What well, and see that's the <laughs> that's the other thing. According too. to yourself, <laughs> so <laughs> apparently the DVR numbers. Mm-hmm. Nobody pays attention to the DVR numbers, right? Because you should go back and look at them, and AEW is beating NXT on the DVR numbers. Thank you. So if you combine both, AEW is probably making a million watches per week and NXT is not. If I may. No, but you're gonna. You seem to forget Beyond Ringside was around on terrestrial radio in 1997. Oh man, that would have been so fun to have been doing this back then. Sorry, we were too busy calling Mean Jeans Hotline. We need a Wednesday night war so we can really kick this show off. Right. That would have been so fun. You know, it's just, it strikes me as odd is because I remember we, we, the internet was not anything close to what it is now. So your access to news and to any ridiculously anything inside. Hence the reason the one person came to be popular because that's all that people had. Right. But and this also, is a war that no one wants to call a war. Well, you know? here's the thing. We didn't have Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, Snapchat, uh, TikTok. Oh, MySpace. I wonder if I can still log in. <laughs> I, I still have mine and people still connect. There's humans on MySpace. And a lot of them are just sick and tired of Facebook. They want Me too. Without all of this, all the <laughs> strings attached and all the um, the privacy violations. But... For everybody who sits back and complains about Facebook and their privacy policy, Facebook's not charging you. You voluntarily go on this service. Although, you accepted the terms and conditions, so just so here's, <laughs> sit on it. Here's something. <laughs> Hold on. What we did have, actually, 
Prodigy Chat, CompuServe Chat, and, AOL. and on their online chat rooms. I'm sorry, I had dial-up. I didn't have none of that shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trust me. Remember when AOL's dial-up cost money? Uh, I helped finance Steve Case's house more times than I care to count. But yeah, you had, um, there were chats worldwide through CompuServe and Prodigy and all across North America through America Online because remember, as the as the Monday Night War started heating up, they were already taking advantage, WCW and World Wrestling Federation were both taking advantage of AOL and CompuServe, especially America Online. I mean, back then you still had, and Joey Image would get mad at me because I, I always make fun of these groups, but the the wrestling fans for, I don't know, RSPW or something like that. It was a bulletin board system. And it was the big thing where people would make up rumors, literally. They would just, they would make up TV taping results. Like there was a rumored uh, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart tag team when uh, Bret was champ and uh, Shawn Michaels had just turned face and won the Intercontinental. There Reddit was a, Reddit. what's that? Reddit before Reddit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was where people would say that there was this mysterious TV taping and this happened and that happened. It would be like where they would say that uh, Tank Abbott was going to win the world title and then mysteriously it actually became news. But That's when we had the proverbial fourth wall that they didn't come through because yeah. these people weren't in your face 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You saw them for two hours, three hours on Monday night. Maybe on Thursday or Saturday or whatever, whenever you watch the next program, and then yeah, you didn't see them again. And I think that's like the the, the craziest part of like I I enjoy you know watching both shows. I don't I don't think either show is better or worse than the other. I don't care. I care about the wrestling that I'm watching, and I enjoy what I what I watch when I watch it. But at the same time, until the total number of both shows is over one point seven. None of the ratings matter to me because it's all the same people. It's just different. what they're watching at that time, that Wednesday, just happens to be different. I mean, I do remember sitting in the Patriot Center with two people that are sitting in this room, and the serious conversation was, <coughs> which one of us is going to change Rick Steiner's tire? <laughs> because remember, he's like, I got a flat. Oh, yeah, I, I do remember that. And then you and Brian start looking at each other, and we're like, well, Anybody out of tuning flat? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> that was, you know, that, I, I do miss that part where it was just like, <laughs> you didn't care what news was breaking in, in the background. You just wanted to see what was happening. You Like, you wanted that, that chance to, you know, shake a hand, you know, watch something cool happen on TV or live, and just enjoy it. Yeah, but why can't you just enjoy it today? I do. I enjoy what I enjoy and don't pay no attention to the other stuff. Yeah. So I may still watch the WWE, but that doesn't mean that I watch it like I watch AEW or well, sure. NWA. Yeah. And I think ultimately that's the problem is everybody's getting caught up with these conversations that me and you may have. Mm -hmm. Well, I liked NXT this week. Well, I didn't like NXT. I like AEW. And then yeah. here come the bobbleheads. Right, right. NXT is the best. Well, shut up, Junior. Nobody asked your opinion. <laughs> the adults are talking yes. here. So you can just stay in the back of the line. Right. One week, it's all right for this group to not, you know. It's like, 
it happens. And, and sooner or later, what's ultimately going to happen is it's it's we're going to you know ten years down the road, whether both are still in business or not, there's going to be a DVD where people are like, oh yeah, I used to text Cody all the time and tell him great job, great show. And we're going to find out that there was something else happening behind the scenes that we had no idea about. You know, it's just it's ridiculous. I mean, it's just like I look at it like this: you watch a TV show, right? Yep. You watch a TV show. You've watched many years of TV shows. Has there been every episode of that TV show lived up to your standards? Or has there not been an episode at some time the writers were just like, you know what? Here it is. You know? So that's wrestling. Wrestling is a show. People Uh, don't understand it. So, Stan, are you ready? Fire away. All right. So, you know how you said that until they get to what number? Uh, Over the total... What was it in the 1.5? Uh, 1.7 was what I said. 1.7. All right, let me read you the first line here, or first paragraph here. The data for AEW DVR viewers is much bigger than people originally thought, being described as shockingly big. The numbers for AEW and NXT yeah. are at least 700,000. So, so they could already be over that that number, and we're just not even seeing it. Yes. Where did you Where did you pull that up from? I just typed AEW DVR numbers. I remember that coming up. I'm glad that you pulled that out. AEW has more total viewers than NXT each week due to DVR. Ah, yeah, November 28. WhatCulture.com. Yep. AEW is attracting between 1.3 and 1.4. And I'll tell you why I originally didn't pay any attention to it. Because the person that first reported it, and it, it turned me immediately off to his headline. So for as long as that's probably, and I, I have no doubt that that's probably true. It is. But again, though, so NXT is mm-hmm. pulling 1.15 to like 1.2. So they're slightly under AEW. Yeah. Okay. See, I'm just kind of uh, getting myself caught up on the article here. So, Ryan, those the plus three or the plus five? Uh, let me look to see if I can find it. Pull it up. So he admits, uh, and I'm not naming him, but he admits that he had only been able to find the 18 to 49 demographic. But wow, 57 percent of the audience of Dynamite, for example, watches the show live. 22 percent over the next three days. That's a huge yeah. percentage. Right. That's huge for that audience. Um, we've had that discussion about yeah. the plus three and the plus five for DVR ratings. Yeah. Because you've got those three tiers. You've Is got it? live as aired. You've got the plus three DVR and the plus five DVR. Which, if that's if that's all, what if that's happening like right now? It is. Then the total. And I don't, I don't care which is bigger. I just care that the audience grows. So combined, they're doing about $3 million. Which would be where they need to be to make Wednesday night successful for either side. So that's great. That is actually really good. And, of course, Reddit. And, I mean, thank Short, you. Shortly behind it is Reddit's LMAO, AEW's trouncing NXT. Congratulations. So, you win what? Nothing. When, <laughs> when we were part of the Monday Night War. Yeah. We flipped back and forth because it was a pain in the butt to put the v- VHS tape yep. 
in there and try and record one particular seat, one particular put the, episode. Put the tape over the tab to try yes. to keep recording over. Right. So, <laughs> but nowadays with DVR, yeah, because I, I record NXT and try and watch it later. I watch AEW. So I am very much one of these people that watches one show and then goes back and watches the other one later. Yeah. And we've talked about how these numbers aren't getting counted when they should get counted. Because these numbers are quite high, and I believe the two of them are blowing away any other product out there. Brian, they are being counted, but not by the mainstream. Right. They're not being yeah. counted by the primary sites due to the fact that they're looking for the here and the now. Why? It doesn't, it's not clickbait if it's like, well, three days later, AEW kicked, raw, it kicked NXT in the nuts. Yeah, I, I think the other thing, too, is because I know there are certain companies that don't like for certain things to come out. And I would imagine the WWE is one that should somebody find out oh, that yeah, yeah. Wednesday night is destroyed Monday night and Friday night. Yep. Yeah. Probably not going to look good. Well, because, and that does, that speaks a lot to what's been happening on both Friday and Monday. Because if NXT is, without really truly trying, outdrawing in viewership, right. then you would have to admit that your formula for both your main shows, quote-unquote... Right. And they're wrong. not too far off. Right. If, if they're at 1.2, they're only about a million down from Raw and SmackDown. And Raw and SmackDown have 20-year histories where NXT on USA only has three months. Now, here's one that... Uh... This this is more direct numbers from that article, but AEW drawing about 1.3 to 1.4 each week, while NXT is 1.2 to 1.25, um, which, first off, is a huge success to both. But that, in and of itself, should be evidence of enough that, okay, something we're doing, you know, if you're, if you're in charge of Monday or Friday, this isn't working. Because SmackDown ratings, since they debuted on Fox, have been going down each week, if I recall. And Raw hasn't been able to get past a 2.3 in almost two years. So when's enough enough? I mean, and that, that kind of brings us towards, um, you know, this past Monday, the final Raw of 2019, where you have an opportunity to close out on a big, big note, and you decide to close out. You do your main event segment for the Lashley-Lana wedding, mm-hmm. which... Was it, I, you know, you guys said it a few times. Was it really 30 minutes? Oh, I don't know if it was 30, but it, it was, was quite a while. Torturous. I can segment. safely say I didn't watch it, so. Stan. Sir. Friday Night Smackdown WW on Fox saw its viewership decrease <laughs> compared to the 2.431 million viewers it garnered last week. According to Showbuzz Daily, Smackdown averaged 2.4, excuse me, 2.418 million viewers in Friday, finished with an 0.7 rating in the 18 to 49 demo, which was tied for fourth on the night. On Fox, 2.4 is a loss to me. The network that huge. I mean, we're it's, you're totally outside of the orbit of what USA draws. You should be three or better. Yeah, but again, though, you you have for the last 20, 20 years mm-hmm. cracked the bed you sleep in Yeah, on a nightly basis, and this is what you get. Mm-hmm. And again, I've... Nope, the WWE, man, nothing happened to them. Yada, yada. 
watch what keeps happening. Money's going to start disappearing and being taken out of their pocket. And then you're not going to be as big as you were. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. If, if Fox truly doesn't like these numbers and it slips much more and they have canceled shows for less, then you may have well, a problem. And that's what surprised me about the whole deal with Fox. Because Fox in 92 screwed WWE. Just Bad. pulled the, the, the rug out from under them. They had Saturday Night's Main Event. They had Superstars. They had Challenge. They had Network Specials. All these different things planned. And what was it? Two Saturday Night's Main Events? That was it. 92 was toast. You had the, the event where uh, Michaels won the Intercontinental title from the British Bulldog. And then you had um, Sid turning on Hulk Hogan. That was it for 92. And then WWE had nothing. They had to, they went back to USA ultimately for Raw in '93, but you know all of those different things. Yeah, it, they're not that far off. And then you ultimately have to start saying, okay, what formula is going to work better? Because to your point, a bobblehead's going to say, well, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread, no matter what they do. But if you want to grow your audience, you got to go. You got to. Strip down your storylines to basics, like very basics, and then oh, New you, Japan, huh? New Japan, yes. Could could even yeah, AEW, where yeah. you only need one or two big storylines, and yeah, the rest yeah. are just matches. Yeah, and I mean it's gonna take it's it's gonna take a mentality switch. It's not gonna take oh hey would. you know it's gonna take somebody at the corporate board of directors to, for them to sit around and go wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but so... And then, I think that's the only way. The only way you're going to get the man out of the chair is either the corporate people say, you got to go, or he dies there holding the book. But, so let me ask you this. <laughs> if you're one of these board members, mm -hmm. and Vince walks in and says, hey, I just signed a deal for five years, $100 million. Right, right. Are you kicking him out? No, because he just brought, you know, how much money to your bottom line. Do you do you but then watch now wrestling? that the Saudi prince hasn't paid him? But they didn't know that. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> and that's Vince's, that's not really Vince's fault. Unless you found out that Vince McMahon was unknowingly financing terrorist activity, like you're no. not going to get him out of that deal. Well, I mean, you're I, not going to get him out of the deal. I'm just saying it's going to take some. That's what's going to shake the the, the powers yeah. to be. It's not. Could it happen today? I don't know. Could it happen tomorrow? Probably not. But it's like. Triple H is the heir apparent. Right, right. And he's waiting. You can see you see what he can do mm -hmm. with the with the stuff he's got. I mean, he took something, he took nothing and made it something. Well, and he was very strategic with what he did cuz we well, one of the things we talked about with NXT coming to USA was watch, they're going to just start throwing big stars to NXT, but he's been very strategic with who he's brought in and who he's like, "No, you you're not coming." And he's kept it the same the same thing, thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. not, oh my God. And <clears throat> I think that's what you're going to have. I mean, I think without a, uh, a change up at the top, I mean, you're going to keep, and eventually, yeah. Will something change? Yeah, but WWE will be around forever. So some way or mm, the other. In one way, shape or form possible. Right. I mean, yeah. if you think about when it started. Yeah. And then it's now, like even during the Monday Night Wars, they had to change. It's and they were the almost same, they were it, almost closed up shop 
in 97. It's not the same company today that it was then. It won't True. be the same company 20 years from now that it is today. Yeah, but so have we ever heard of Sears? Roses? Any number of other national Oh, sure. Yeah. Corporation. Just because I mean, any again, company can fail, if yeah. You have, if you do business badly, you may not survive. I, I feel like in one way, shape, or form, whether it's through and, the network or something, it'll be around. That's what I'm saying. But I think this, to think that if... Because I can see both sides of it. I, I, I see what you mean because... Especially right now. Because as they continue to decline, to Rob's point, yeah, eventually the board's going to be like, well, what are you doing? Because if that keeps going the way it is, then subscriptions are going to drop for the network. And it's going to take something like Fox saying, you know what, we're done. And if that we happens, gave you yeah. all this money and you pissed it away. And, and you're right. Bad business dealings can do that. And yeah, they could. Do I think it's feasible or, or happening like this year? No, but yeah, it's feasible. Any bad business move can put you out of business. But look how long it took Sears to go out of business. And technically, Sears is still around. <laughs> yes, well, however, right, right. however, but it's not show. the same Sears. Like That's a, what I'm saying. So I'm, saying I'm not saying that WWE when, in 20 years is going to be a powerhouse. I'm saying it's still be here. Yeah. Let's go back to the Monday Night Wars because you brought it up. Yeah. So we find out 20 years later how close they were shutting up shop. Oh, they were ridiculous. I close, mean, yeah. they. it was said that Vince was thinking about shutting mm-hmm. down the company. And he wasn't going to sell it. He was going to just shut it down. Right. So, who knows? <laughs> the WCW Network. Who yes. knows how <laughs> close they are now? Well, Because Vince has such an ego... If he thinks he's failed at it, he's going to shut it down. Well, here's the thing. And the only reason we can say right now that it would take a good amount of time. I don't know what that looks like. A year, maybe two. But it's because it's publicly traded. So we can pull their financials. We don't know outside of that, like what they're hiding. Yeah, but I can can smoke and mirrors a board member. Because that board member is only there for the money. Sure. Very few of them are probably wrestling fans because if they were, they would have probably already stepped in by now and said, uh, guess what? Well, except that what they have done, and this is where us as fans are completely left out of their loop, is they don't care about wrestling. Correct. That's they what care I'm about saying. entertainment. That, you know? So when Vince comes and says, hey, Fox is going to give us $500 million yeah, yeah. for this deal, the yeah, board like, members are like, yep. whoa. <laughs> Come on in. And they're not yeah. even going to ask, well, what ratings are you expecting? Right, right. What's your performance metric? Right. right, right. If you drop past this, when does Fox dump you? Because they dumped you 20 years ago. I would think I would think that... Calm especially down, Brian. Calm down, well, man. He's not wrong. This is the thing. This is where... I'm not saying he isn't wrong. I'm just saying... <laughs> it's hard to not look at it and go, wow. Because if they were at... What was the the debut on Fox? Well, there was like three point something. It was it was yeah, a high number, high. and it is and and it has just been going down every week because um, it didn't change the product like everybody was hoping for. Everybody climbed in to say, "Hey, it's going to change," and it didn't. <laughs> and the biggest ratings drop was when John Morrison showed up on screen. Uh, you know, I want to peg that and see what what segment that was. I I will say this: I feel like, and it makes sense because. What Brian's saying isn't necessarily off base because every business saying it is. every business can <laughs> fail in one way, shape, or form. I mean, Toys R Us, we thought 
Well, whatever happened to Toys R Us? It's gone. No, it isn't. Well, Canada's still got it. Toys. The thing is, Toys R people lost their mind about Toys R Us going out of business. Toys R Us closed all U.S. stores. If you look at all their press release, they closed U.S. stores. Okay, so the WWE still, moves to Canada. They're still in business. Damn it. <laughs> well, hey. And, the, and the Hart family will still say, damn it. Oh. I mean, just, <laughs> just because they <laughs> say Canada's they're in this spot, that doesn't mean that's the spot they're in. I mean, they won't necessarily. <sighs> Again, let's see what happens if it drops below $2 million. Let's see how Fox responds. Well, that's that's the thing. I would I would love to see the details of the deal because there's got to be a performance expected. Sure, you got to deliver well, X I, amount of ratings, I or you've got to be able to sell this many shares. Or I don't I, know how that. I works. thought there was some type of bonuses if they performed a certain way. Right. I think that I think it, that it was, came out or something. You don't there get a multi-billion-dollar kind of deal thing you know thrown at you if if there's not an expectation attached. Those kind of deals are the reason Fox is now bought out by Disney. You know, like, those are the deals that are like, Fox goes, oh, yeah, sure. And then Disney's like, huh, you're right, those checks. Hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. Well, we didn't, it, that's actually a good point. <coughs> the whole dynamic of Disney, like, uh, no. <laughs> that may have been a deal that you guys did, but that's not what we're yeah, going to do. We're not honoring that. Disney has nothing do to do with that part of Fox. Disney so, bought their movies and TV type stuff. Right. So the sports port is still separate. Yeah, I think sports is still separate. Fox does. Well, they couldn't own the sports because the they had ESPN. Right separate. The whole, yeah. They couldn't have the, they couldn't have they the sports because yeah, of ESPN. They did not buy all of Fox. <laughs> they gutted it and took the good stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, realistically speaking. <laughs> and based off of the deal with Disney is how they bought SmackDown. They say that the backstage WWE backstage draws like a hundred thousand viewers every week. Oh, what's, what's the, the point of watching it? What's like two weeks? <laughs> you know, what, I mean, like how many times? You but again, do that? though, you are turning your diehard fans away. Mm-hmm. The ones that would turn into something like that, yeah, you're driving them out in droves. Who's going to watch it? Is it the little five and six year old kid that thinks Roman Reigns is the greatest thing in slice? But they can't because it's at eleven thirty. Yeah, but you, I'm you sure you could. I'm sure it could be <laughs> DVR. Do you could yeah, watch it yeah. the next day or something? I'm sure, the DVR numbers for uh, backstage are. But I mean, who's going to watch it? <laughs> I, it's I not the kids. Yeah. The biggest comeback that never was CM Punk's appearance on backstage. Well, now supposedly it's Daniel Bryan he wants at WrestleMania, or Daniel Bryan wants him. Yeah. Fine by me. Really. One time, sure. I'll watch it. Is it gonna would it be the deciding factor for me to spend sixty bucks on the event? No. Yeah, but you're not you're only spending but what, but what I'm saying is if, if I'm gonna pay like for a pay per view, right? And mm. mania is usually sixty five or something crazy. Would I spend that money to watch that one match? Nope. But you're not. You're paying nine ninety nine. Okay. I got you. Here you go. <laughs> go like this. Right. Right. I know. I gotta go. I just got a text from home. I got to go hand something. All right. Deuces. Rob's out. Rob can be found uh, on Instagram. On Instagram. (laughs) RDHUWP. No longer on Facebook or Twitter. Screw you, social media. He's out. Maybe I'll be on MySpace next week. (laughs) Rob's going to be the next. He's going to be a SoundCloud rapper. 
But I mean, the other thing too is how much money does the WWE generate from T-shirts, toys, other merchandise, and how much is being generated truly from the product itself? Well, and that's the that's a good question, and I haven't outside of just like uh, you know the Cliff Notes version of their dividend meeting or whatever their conference calls. I've never really looked at their financials. I, w- I bet that would be an incredibly boring but interesting conversation to have on a show. <laughs> and, well, you know what I mean? You couldn't really dive through two hours, but it'd be a good conversation for about a half hour. Yeah, I, I mean, but I mean, think about it. Every once in a while, the WWE does sucker you back in for certain toys or T-shirts well, or whatever. CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Like, for me, I'd be like, yeah, I'll watch that. <laughs> and you'd probably buy the two-pack when it come out in the store and, you know. I just I don't particularly care for one-off matches. Well, and I think I think there's especially when I know the point of the match is to try and get me to buy the thing when I've already bought the thing. Sucker! <laughs> I've already paid nine ninety nine. Unless you uh, find out who I am and cancel my subscription <laughs> because I'm so. Uh, Oh, I'm sure they've got us on a short list. We're on the we're on the the hit list, not the hit list, but the watch list. Well, I mean, hey, they they found uh, they they've taken our ideas, and they are like, oh, C two C. What can we do with C two C? Let's make canvas to canvas. Yeah, you know, yeah. okay, all right, let's steal. That's cool. Uh, let's see here. I'm looking up numbers now. I'm I'm intrigued. Here we go. Earnings. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, so if, we might and, dig through that one one weekend though. Real quick, while he's looking that up, anybody that's interested in uh, WWE action figures, their new line Masters of the WWE or WWE Universe is out. Um, you can pick them up at Walmart and other locations. I did get the four single carded figures. Hope to get the ring sooner or later. Kind of cool mashup WWE and Masters of the Universe. They do look really cool. The details of them are really good. I Uh, did miss the Ghostbusters one that I'm a little upset over. Those look cool too. Yeah. We got uh, Sting and Triple H, uh, Finn Balor and the Ultimate Warrior. And you, how did you manage to get these unpunched? Because they were sitting on the top shelf, and I. Said, hmm, I wonder what these are. When I pulled them down, there they were, and they were all unpunched. And they come with, uh, a, just just like the old He-Man figures, mm-hmm. they come with their own comic book. Mm-hmm. And accessories. Yep, they come with their own weapons. And according to the back of the pack, they look like they can go into some neat little poses. So, How, uh, how much did these cost? 15 bucks. Not bad. A piece? Mm-hmm. You remember when these used to cost five? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Freaking inflation. We hate you. Yep. Um, so right now the stock price for WWE is at almost $65. $64.76. For me, as a, because, you know, we'll go down this path. It, it, the, the measurement of their financials speaks solidly right there in their tax or stock price. But again, last year they had two huge deals. Right. So it's going to take, in my opinion, just from a business standpoint, drop under one in your ratings and a 20% drop in your merch. And, uh, I mean, that would, uh, of course, indicate a significant drop in your stock price because now your public interest is gone. Well, I mean... Or going... 
so we're still relatively early to in the whole there's a wrestling show every night of the week right um and that's I bad imagine to filter out Japan at some point. yeah is probably not I mean, you know, you said earlier about in 20 years, one of them may or may not be there, but TNA is hung on. And yeah. they don't technically have a billion-dollar investor at their, <laughs> at their back. And, like, and the crazy thing is New Japan's on the outside looking in. They don't have a TV deal. Yet, I think that they left where they were, and they'll have one relatively soon. So they refused a partnership with Impact when Impact basically bought access when mark cuban and became smart enough to say okay we want you to partner well it was uh, anthem entertainment i'm sorry when anthem entertainment purchased access tv and put impact on there they asked new japan to partner with them and new japan said no of course this is back when that deal was first brokered uh october mm. yeah so New Japan doesn't have to partner with Impact. As a matter of fact, they could do it all by themselves. But the difference with Impact, okay, and this has been said in the past, mm -hmm. New Japan has an absolutely horrid taste in their mouth with dealing with Impact and Dixie Carter and some of these other ones. Yeah. Because I believe it was Okada did a little stint in Impact. It was treated like crap. Yes. And New Japan is not 20, pleased with Impact. And I think 20, there was one or two others, too. And they were all treated that way. So I think that probably has to do more with it than anything else. I also see them partnering with AEW and probably getting a spot on that network. So uh, TNT would maybe have two big federations on one network or one of their other sister networks. Because something tells me they left Axis for a reason and they probably have a deal being finalized now. And we're only seven days away from Impact's Hard to Kill where... Tessa Blanchard gets her world title shot. Yes. And I, I'm firmly in the avenue here. I believe that if Tessa Blanchard wins that title, that moves the needle for Impact. So have they have they said the cost yet? Uh, let's see here. Because I am 99.99% that I will be watching that pay-per-view. Let's see here. So, because I am not going to take a chance that Tessa Blanchard wins this thing. 40, 40 bucks. bucks. That's not bad. That Tessa Blanchard wins and I miss history. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, with Impact, they've been one solid move away from changing their own destiny. Mm -hmm. And all you really have to do, you could have just a mediocre card leading up. You get to this matchup. For Tessa Blanchard to not win the title, to me, it's just like shooting yourself in the face. It's just, you've got history in your hands. You mm -hmm. literally can mold it and be the first. And anybody who listens to the show knows that we talk about Tessa all the time. So we are huge fans of Blanchard. Definitely. 
Well, they even got a countdown. Yep. Six days, 21 hours, 30 minutes, 52 seconds. But who's counting? But who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, it is coming up on time to wrap up here. So, of course, Rob has uh, left the building. Left the building. Had to go take care of some business on his end. Uh, let's see. Coming weeks, we're going to see more people announcing their entry into the Royal Rumble. That is January 26th. We've what, got... What? Why do I need to see people entering the Royal Rumble? Yeah, I don't understand that. Like, I would have been okay with maybe uh, qualifying matches for some. But for some? Like, yeah, maybe right. four or five. Not all of them. But, yeah. like, hey, you'll get number 30. You get number right. 20 or something like that. I don't know. But we've seen enough of these to know that unless you're in the any title match. Right. And you're a big name and you're not hurt. Going in the rumble, <laughs> right? You don't necessarily need to say, "Hey, I'm going in the rumble." Right. So, since uh, what's the next pay per view? Royal Rumble for WWE Revolution for no, no, uh, for WWE. Uh, Royal Rumble at, at the end of this month. Mm-hmm. So January we know Oscar is, is facing Becky. That I think will be the All match right. of the night. So, why does Charlotte need to declare? If you're not in the in that title picture. She, and that's the show you're on. She Why might challenge Bailey. Oh wait, no, that's Lacey Evans. Oh, she might challenge for the women's tag. No, wait, that's kind of, because Oscar's going for you know yeah, in a single yeah. match. So why do you need to declare? Just shut up. We know you're in the rumble. Or it, it really she, makes no sense. Here's a here's a big thing to do. Maybe just wait until the night of the rumble. Ooh, surprise! And we'll just make it a surprise. Ta-da! Ta-da! It's the rumble. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what they did for. I don't know. I mean, they do. Yeah, they do. They do talk about surprise entrance all the time. Everybody's a surprise. Everybody's a surprise. We didn't know Daniel Bryan was in the Rumble. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we've got Revolution coming up for AEW. Got the Rumble coming up for WWE. Hard Times is coming up for NWA for the TV title. Um, And then I'm sure Nick Aldis will probably defend on that show as well. Mm -hmm. Um, You got the Rock and Roll Express apparently showing up on AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, as mm-hmm. NWA Tag Team Champions. Are they bringing the belt? God, I hope so. You think they're bringing the belt? Could we see? Oh, my goodness gracious. That'd be so cool. I know I know. we're, we're up against let's, it, but that would be so cool. Listen, I... You want to kick... You want to see you in the, in the Rock and Roll Express. You want to <laughs> kick Vince McMahon right square in his nether regions? You put on the first supercard that this country has seen or this world has seen in God knows how many years. Last year. No, no, I'm talking like a true supercard. Like the NWA, AEW, New Japan, and it, let's just throw TNA in there for good measure. ROH, let's just let's just all make it a weekend nah. event. <laughs> nah, I'm not in with the ROH. <laughs> I'm gonna let them go down with the ship. Uh, I, they need to fix their they need to fix their stuff. They got a lot of problems. When people that work for you, like in the office, that don't even get on TV, start tweeting out. That's what they said about Impact. And look, <laughs> that's a fair <laughs> statement. So I'm not saying it's hopeless. I'm just saying they need to fix stuff. <laughs> ROH to me, ROH's problem. Was when they they decided to go from a regional mm-hmm. because they were primarily up in Maryland, Baltimore, yeah, that area, up in Philly and stuff, yeah, right. To they tried to go national, mm-hmm. and I think they overstepped a little bit. 
Well, I would have run a. I would have started in the circuit they're in that they were running and just start and just expand it out a little little bit. bit, Yeah. Instead of saying, "Well, let's Let's go go to California." We can afford it. Yeah, we can afford it. Nah, I don't think anybody probably realized how much that was going to cost. And again, we're not, we're not, they're not selling out these arenas like AEW and the WWE. Yeah. You know? So these are, these are, these are kind of like, uh, uh, sport, not, what what was the one in Sterling? Uh, sportsplex. Ah, the Michael yeah, and Son Sportsplex. Yeah, these are more like Sportsplex. <laughs> and and that's just it. I mean that, and that's why I say I can't jump on with them right now because it's like, ah, just fix what you got going yeah, on. And I mean, the crowds ain't but so you know so big. So. Nah. so with that, I mean, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up. Um, Brian, is there anything that's coming up this week that you're looking forward to? Oh, I can't wait for next Sunday. I mean, honestly. There you go. So everybody awesome. can't wait for that. Oh, I thought you were talking about corner to corner. No, no, I'm he's talking about hard to <laughs> Eddie, how about you, buddy? Anything you're looking forward to this week? Yeah, New Year's Dash later tonight. There you go. Yeah, if you haven't look. It's a reasonable price. They got great content. Trust me. If you can afford $10 for the WWE Network, you can afford the same amount of money for New Japan, and you're going to get a hell of a lot better action. Mm-hmm. Scary-ass picture right there. <laughs> he still needs uh, to drop wait, away. made a reference to the Rumble a minute ago. There is a 90% chance that Beyond Ringside Live will actually be live on location for a Royal Rumble party. We're actually working on the logistics of it right now. So I will keep everybody posted. And as 2020 is starting to show, when I say I'll keep everybody posted, I'm actually working to keep everybody posted. Uh, BeyondRingside.com, ProWrestlingRadio.net, Facebook.com slash BeyondRingside, and Facebook.com slash BeyondRingsideLive, as well as at BeyondRingside on Twitter. For me personally, FastEddieLane, L-A-Y-N-E.com is my home. Yep. Look at that. Zima sponsors New Japan. Hey, Zimas are great. Everybody likes Zimas. They must still be popular in Japan. Or <laughs> well, they had a limited run. We got to come back, and now they're just overseas. Um, all right, so, of course, you can catch up with... Uh, oh, wait, what am I looking forward to this week? Actually, I want to see Dynamite's tribute to the Legends. Um, they're already promoting, like... Uh, Paying uh, respects and stuff to Randy Savage, to Jimmy Valiant, Lanny Lanny Poffo. I mean, there's a bunch of different names they're listing. And there's a rumor they're even trying to get Bret Hart to show up again. By the way, whatever happened to Tribute to the Troops from 2019? Tribute to the Troops was not a televised event this year. I don't know why. Are you sure? They did it at um, Camp Lejeune. And they even showed snippets of it, but they didn't televise it. Are you sure? Pretty sure. I'm, well, I'm, I'm positive they were at Lejeune because that was a, a, a big conversation point. They were showing pictures through their website, and then they were showing small snippets of it during uh, Raw and uh, SmackDown. Mm. But, yeah, they didn't they didn't televise it, I don't think. Let me just double-check. Tribute to the Terps. <clears throat> Eddie? Yes? I mean, you're coughing, so... Yes. No, I'm clearing my throat. Oh. Okay, Rob. We got one guy that coughs, all right? 
um yeah so we definitely missed that <clears throat> oh but it's a video of it well that's 2018 yep there's not even video footage of it okay great for them no that was early i'm pretty sure that was earlier yeah that's go up oh. i think that was earlier this year Photos. Maybe early this year. Oh, that's 2019. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. 17th annual WWE tribute to the I'm Tips. pretty. I think they did advertise that or show that. I don't remember it. No, this was not on TV. This was WWE I think part Live. of it was. I think the Lacey Evans stuff was. No, they, the they did. They I did think tell some of the, maybe of some of the matches were. Wow. Ouch. That looks like it hurt. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, well, well, they even had Lana and Bobby. Well, then that has to be pretty recent. Uh, doesn't say. But yeah, it would have had to have happened before their wedding. <laughs> you didn't enjoy the wedding yet? <laughs> uh, hmm. War Machine in the OC. Bear me, please. <laughs> Yeah, I could have done with that. Street Profits. Lana and Bobby's segment was the only thing worse would be getting a barbed wire enema. Whoa. Holy crap. All right, that's a bit much. I mean, I didn't need that. All right. Could have did without that whole visual. Jeez. Oh, I'm sorry. We're past uh, 1030. I thought we're going uh, corner to corner after dark. Oh, oh, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, Lord Jesus, help us. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so... Yeah, it, it didn't get televised. <clears throat> so, <laughs> you can catch up with the Shizzo at uh, c2cradioshow.com, at c2cradioshow on Twitter, corner to corner show on Facebook, and give them, give them, give me info. Corner to corner, the number two, uh, for Instagram, and of course, Brian's at strcp21 on Twitter, yeah. and uh, Brian Taylor on Facebook. Do me a favor, harass him a little bit. What? He needs more fans harassing him. Sure. Yeah. If you think MJF is bad, I'll, I'll give you a run for his money. I will pay good money to watch the exchange. No, no. Not with him. With the fans. Oh, okay, okay. Just being clear. Mm. Um, and then, of course, you can catch up with uh, me at Stan Grubb pretty much on all social media devices. Uh, thank you again, Mr. Edward, for uh, having us, sir. My pleasure. And uh, until next week, that's going to do it for Corner to Corner. Same bat time, same bat channel. We'll see you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.